Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about working with professionals to give them the tools to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be working on that give themselves part a little bit more than usual because we're going to be talking about how to really find your inner passion, your inner goals, how to enhance them, how to maybe change them, you know, all those various things. And to do that, we're going to be talking today with the fabulous Elizabeth Prince. So welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much, Deb. I'm really excited about being here. We're going to have a great discussion today, and I loved reading your information, but for people who don't know about you, let me go ahead and and tell them. So Elizabeth Rents was born to be an entrepreneur. She founded Couture Dress Design Business and a recruiting firm. She understands what it is to grow a business and relates to being an executive and a professional woman. After 10 years of owning her executive recruiting firm, Elizabeth knew there was a better way to help people reach their highest potential and founded Breakthrough Your Way, a company that is focused on personal and professional development. Clients have found that with her Breakthrough Your Way transformation process, they have become unstuck and back on the fulfilling path to experiencing a life at their full potential. Elizabeth is a dynamic speaker who deeply engages the audience with her powerful message. Her fresh perspective on blending of how our brains work and how to impact our behavior leads the audience to take action in their lives. Elizabeth has a bachelor's degree in communication from Texas A&M University, a master's certification in neuro-linguistic programming, which we all know is NLP, and yes, she did work on hot coals, so we'll probably have to ask her about that, and certification in integrative wellness and life coaching. She is the author of an upcoming book, Reinvent, which is Rediscover Your Passion, Refuel Your Purpose, and Reset Your Life. So again, Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you so much. This is wonderful to be here speaking to you. You know, it's it really is going to be so much fun because we get caught up in, in things, especially regarding our businesses, with how do we do the best marketing? How do we do the best website? How do we do the best direct mail? Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, you know, it's, it's funny, I make fun. Those are terribly important because if we don't have all of that in place, our business isn't going to be successful. But so many times we don't have our own selves in order. And whether it's because we've reached a career transition point, you know, maybe we've just decided eh, it's time to change. Maybe the company decided they were making a change and we're going in a different direction. You know, maybe it's mothers or, or fathers who have sent their kids off to school, off to college, you know, all these various things. You know, sometimes it is just you realize I need to take my business to the next level. But all of this entails personal changes and personal breakthroughs as opposed to just deciding, you know, I'm going to be on Facebook. So, you know, I I love this concept of breakthrough your way. So tell us more about that. How did you come up with that? Well, I, because I had to do it. Okay. Uh, If, if you have, if, if we're talking about where you go and how you do this, um, I think 
it really is a life-changing situation that gets you to that point to decide, I need to reinvent myself. And that's really what happened to me. I was doing fine in my recruiting business. It was supporting my husband and myself. We could travel. We could do anything. In fact, our neighbors behind us uh, and on the side of us, they're younger couples in their early 40s. And they keep saying, when when they grow up, they want to be like us because we get to travel. We were doing all this stuff. But then... Uh, 2008 hit, mm-hmm. and that's when, you know, the universe took charge of my life in a sense and okay. told me I needed to make a change because the real estate market crashed at the same time banks were crashing, mm-hmm. and I had been working with the small Texas independent banks, and as okay. and they started getting gobbled up by the big ones, right. and as time moved on. Um, my business started declining, mm-hmm. and I started feeling a lot of stress. I bet. In fact, I got got so stressful that I was having to see somebody about my shoulders and my hands and everything hurting. I was getting cortisone shots. There was a month that I was actually in bed with my arms on pillows. I couldn't move. I couldn't open a bottle of wine. I could not stir a pot of water. That's stress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the right care and everything, you eventually get begin to heal. Mm -hmm. But when the stress continues, you don't really heal all the way. And Mm -hmm. it finally dawned on me. I needed to do something. I was so unhappy. So I started taking a look. I started reading books. You know, transformation is not something that happens overnight. It would be great, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I started reading, started looking, started talking to people, and I realized I've been through a lot of things in my life. I'm not a spring chicken. So I've done numerous things. You mentioned a few at the very beginning. I've had my own dress designing firm. I've traveled all over the world. I've, I'm i a pilot. Ooh. I've flown I got my pilot's license back in 72, So, mm-hmm. and I've flown in two all-women's cross-country air races. Wow. So I've done a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I realized all of this stuff really does add up to a Ph.D. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And so I decided I what I really wanted in my life, and I started thinking about what if I always wanted to do all my life that I've never done. I asked mm-hmm. myself, what do I want more in my life that I don't have? And what's mm-hmm. stopping me from getting there? And if I had it, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. So I started exploring this and kind of manipulating it around. I decided I wanted to, number one, help people with everything that I knew okay. and help people go through life changing situations, whether Mm -hmm. it's divorce, whether it's a health issue, Mm -hmm. whether you've, you know, there's so many people, and this is something that I've met while I was doing recruiting, uh, I would have so many people, men and women, in their 50s, mid-50s, early 60s, calling me and telling me, my company just let me go. They Mm -hmm. can hire Two people for the price of what it costs to keep me on. Right. And I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. Uh, but I want you to find me a job. And I'm going, oh. 
<laughs> this is a real challenge. Well, now I can help, not find a job, but I can help them reinvent themselves. Right. And and figure out where they want to go. Because when you're talking about people in, now we call midlife, mm-hmm. because it's, you don't get old until you're in your 80s or 90s anymore. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. that is, it doesn't happen either. It depends on mm-hmm. your state of mind. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do when you hit that mid-50s to 60s mark and know that you've got at least another 30 years of your life to do? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, traveling around and doing things like that is great if you've got the finances. If mm-hmm. you don't, then what are you going to do? Right. You know, and and we see so many people now that have kind of those, I'm going to call it second career, uh-huh. even though it might not be a career. You know, and, and but they, you know, they've been with a company long enough that the company does say, "Hello, it's time for retirement." Uh-huh. Um, you know, whether it's age, money, whatever the factor is, but they still have so many things that they can contribute. Yes. And they don't want to just go sit on the back porch and, and whittle. You know, it's a, I don't know why that came to mind. I was thinking Andy Griffith, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it is, and, and we do, we see so many people who are still so vital in their 50s, 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. and, you know, even beyond, uh, you know, I, it, that it's, it, but they don't know what to do because, right. you know, for example, my husband went to work for the company that he, you know, that he is still with. He went to work with them fresh out of college. So he has been with them over 30 years. He will, you know, knock on wood, retire from there. But then what does he do? You know, that's all he's ever done. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it could be that it's somebody who changed jobs, you know, fairly often, because it actually is pretty unusual anymore that somebody stays with one company, you know, all the time. Right. But, you know, maybe they were in the same industry or the same specialty. You know, maybe they always did marketing or whatever. And, you know, and, and you find out, oh, my gosh, their passion is gardening or writing. I mean, look at how many people became authors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went to a, a book signing not long ago from a, a gentleman who um, was one of the, um, oh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, they, you know, now I'm going to have to look it up. I'm going to have to look this up really quick because he was so cool. Um um, the, the Tuskegee Airmen, he was an original Tuskegee Airman and, you know, and, and he was telling these stories, he's written this book, you know, all these various things. And they said, oh, and by the way, he'll be 93 next week. Yes. And, you know, and he didn't even start to write the book until he was in his nineties. Yes. Now the sad thing is he said, there's only about 20 of them left, but, um, you know, it, it does, it just goes to show that we have people who are still very vital, you know, so, you know, many years, you know, past that, that retirement age. Plus we have all these folks who maybe they are a millennial who thought this is what I need to be doing. And then they realize, nah, not so much, you know, or maybe it was their com- their company downsized. And so I love that you help them really find what those passions and what those goals are in their life. Yes. Um, and which is something I think we all deserve. We we need to be 100% our potential and be able to live happily. I think that is what we were meant to be, to enjoy life and to contribute. And a lot of times we just get lost and can't figure out how to do that. And there is a process. And that's what we do at Breakthrough Your Way. 
we help you go through a process that lets you figure out where you want. We just kind of guide you into that. Mm-hmm. So so that's, that's a real pleasure for me. I, I really like that. And in my book, that's exactly what I do also. The, I think one of the things I like about my book that I, that I did was that I put assignments in each chapter mm-hmm. so that you get a basic idea of how to do this mm-hmm. and not just okay, this is my story and this is how I did it. So you have assignments where you can kind of pull things together, look at it and say, okay, I can follow this step. And then, of course, if you want to go further than that, uh, check out my website because that will give you a little bit more information or contact me uh, about what, how, how to bring this change within you. Mm-hmm. And how to start being aware exactly of what that is. Now, that's a real passion of mine is is helping people move from that stage but lately i've been talking to a number of people that have other stress related issues mm-hmm. whether it is health or uh emotions and trying to recognize why they're not moving out of that particular energy into something else. You and I were talking about that earlier. When you are speaking and thinking that negative uh, emotions right. and thoughts, you that's what you keep pulling to yourself. And the trick is to become aware of what you're saying and reframe that so that then you start pulling in that positive energy. We've learned so much uh, with quantum physics, and without getting really into all that nitty-gritty type, they have scientifically proven that your emotions and your thoughts are what pulls who you are in and makes you who you are. But once you become aware of what that is... You can change it. Right. Yeah, it can. It really. It really goes back to and and I've been reading and rereading Napoleon Hill's mm. Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Anybody, I think, that wants to make a change, and especially if it's monetary, mm-hmm. that book hits home. But it's not easy to do. Right. It's and and I think I read the book probably 10, 15 years ago, and I just said, okay, I don't believe it. I don't think it's going to work. I kind of half-heartedly did it, and now I've been practicing some of the things that are in there, mm-hmm. and it's really amazing to me that when you start practicing that positive um, emotion and thought, you've got to have them both. Right. Just the thinking doesn't make it happen. Mm-hmm. You've got to feel it within yourself. Mm-hmm. But once you start doing that, the change in yourself, but not just in yourself, the change in the people that you attract. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as I was telling you earlier, once I started doing this this positive thinking and feeling the emotion of, of positive, my, my favorite feeling, though, <laughs> And I've, there's a process of figuring this out. 
is I call it my um, fearlessly joyous. Ah. And to me, that is a feeling like flying. Mm -hmm. That is the feeling of accomplishment. That is the feeling that, I mean, I'm riding high. This is the way I want to feel. And anytime I have to do some sort of breakthrough, a fear that I have, Mm -hmm. and I focus on that and then put the fear in a more positive light, Mm -hmm. I get it done without the stress. Mm -hmm. And what I attract then to myself is absolutely amazing because it seems like whatever my fear was um, and addressing the person that I need to confront or talk to, mm-hmm. their feedback to me is not what it used to be, mm-hmm. where I used to be afraid to hear what they were saying to me. Mm-hmm. Now it comes back in a po- more positive light. Mm-hmm. Even when, like the other day, I was supposed to meet, I had an appointment with a very high-powered attorney mm-hmm. to work with some of his clients. And I was having lunch with a friend of mine who was helping me figure out pricing and things. You know, those kinds of things you got to figure out when you go right. talk to people, and, too. And figure, yeah, mm-hmm. right. You know, how are you going to present this? What are you going to add? Am I asking too much? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and coaches, I think, especially um, life coaches, we have a tendency to undercut ourselves right. instead of coming in. But anyway, she was giving me some feedback because she's been a coach for about 30 years on how to do this corporate stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, while we were talking, I had a phone call from this attorney's assistant Mm -hmm. saying, we need to cancel because the appointment was right after my lunch with her. Mm -hmm. He says, we need to cancel. Can we reschedule for two days from now? Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, that is a true blessing because now I can sit down and really figure out how I'm to talk Mm -hmm. to him about Mm -hmm. this. So. Things start coming to you. You don't have to go searching. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you could have thought, oh, man, he just screwed up my day. And rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. But you went, mm-hmm. okay, how can we make this a positive? Yes. Yes, that's absolutely true. We get, a, a little bit from my book, we get into kind of fixed strategies. Mm-hmm. Strategies are simply habits that we started at a very young age that we may have picked up from a parent or somebody in authority mm-hmm. and we've just kind of used in our life. Right. We saw it being done and we used it in our life. It may not be beneficial to us anymore. So we have to reframe those. One of the one of the things I use uh, when I'm doing some of my talks quite often is a strategy, let's see, let me see how I put that. When, let's say that you get up in the morning mm-hmm. and you just, you wake up with a headache. You get out of bed and you hit your toe and it hurts. Mm-hmm. You go to turn on the hot water heater or the hot water and the hot water heater is broken. Mm-hmm. And then you go to make coffee and you don't have any. Mm-hmm. Or the coffee pot's not right. working. At that point, you're thinking, well, I'm going back to bed. Really? Really? And your day just keeps going like that. You show up at the office, the, con- uh, the client that you thought you had signed didn't sign, and it just continues until something breaks that cycle. Mm-hmm. 
So it's it's reframing all of that, and like you said, coming back and saying, okay, I'll have a cup of tea instead of my coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you run into um, like a detour, or too, too oftentimes we run into accidents on the road and we're delayed on getting to work or whatever. But reframing that and saying, blessings on that person, I hope they're not hurt, right. as opposed to, Get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of changes will bring a positive energy to you so that your day starts flowing to get better mm-hmm. more quickly. We all go through stuff. When mm-hmm. I first started when I first started doing some of my re- reinventing and writing my book, at the same time we were um, putting a new roof on our house. Mm-hmm. Well, it rained. Oh no! the co- The contractor did not cover the house, the roof very well. Oh dear! So it rained three, in the house. I had three ceilings fall in. Oh! Completely, completely fall in. Oh, no. Not only that, the contractor left, couldn't find him. We had already paid him. Mm-hmm. Of course. So th- this is just yeah. You're thinking, what else can go wrong? Well, I can tell you, we were on, we have a major highway that goes between Dallas and Houston, mm-hmm. and we were about halfway to Houston. Mm-hmm. I was in the right-hand lane doing 65 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. I had my hat, I had it on cruise. Mm-hmm. It was a lovely day. We were rear-ended. Oh, on the freeway? Holy on cow. the freeway, I did, I was driving. Mm-hmm. We did two 360s. Over to the grass, mm-hmm. the car almost flipped. Mm-hmm. It got caught by a um, wire barrier mm-hmm. and straightened itself out. We, luckily, were not badly injured. Mm-hmm. It was more shock right. than anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, I, I could have just given up at that point. Mm-hmm. Instead, it recharged me. I said, okay. I'm just getting rid of all of this stuff and putting in the positive and moving forward. And I had my book written in three months. Wow, I love it. So it it is how do you look at it? How do you address it? What changes can you make to make you a better person? Mm -hmm. Well, and the point is that we're not Pollyanna. You know, bad things happen. Um, I shared with you and I've shared with my listeners that I was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, things didn't go the way they were supposed to. And, you know, it went from, you know, hi, you have stage zero to oopsie daisy, you have stage four and we're about going to kill you. Um, And, you know, and, and I mean, it is horrible. It is awful. But I lost 50 pounds. New wardrobe. (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, I was I went to the dentist the other day and I told him, you know, he, he was, you know, I, he obviously knows what's going on. And he was asking how things were going. And I said, it dawned on me. And, and I said, I actually mentioned it to my husband. I said, I don't I said something about my snoring. And he said, well, you don't snore anymore. And, you know, of course, I never thought I did. But um, he said, no, no, you don't snore anymore. Well, all of the various tubes that they've had down the back of my throat did something, and so I don't snore anymore. You know, and it's funny because one of the things that people continually tell me is my attitude is just amazing. And I tell them, you know, I have bad days. I mean, there are definitely bad days. And, but then I think, okay, 
now what? You know, can I, am I just going to wallow in feeling sorry for myself and, and oh, poor me? Or am I going to think, what can I do differently? And some of that has been business related also. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you spend a whole heck of a lot of time laying flat on your back in a hospital bed, when your brain functions right, you do start thinking, hmm, what should I do next? And so I, I, I find it interesting, though, that it does in so many cases take that catalyst of losing the job, health change, you know, divorce, whatever, for us to decide, hey, we're going to do something different when, you know, we should have been doing this all along. But but it is, you know, it, it almost always takes that big catalyst and you can go one way or the other. You can do the, oh, poor me and stay at the, oh, poor me. Or you can go, huh, that kind of sucked. Now what can we do? You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. In fact, that's one of the things in uh, Think and Go Rich that he talks about mm-hmm. quite frequently is the fact that most people that have gone through a crisis, mm-hmm. well, not, I won't, let me retract that. Let me restate that. People that are multimillionaires mm-hmm. are people that have gone through tragedy mm-hmm. and loss. And it is their persistence at saying, no, Mm -hmm. I am going to make it. And that belief in themselves that completely turns it around. Mm -hmm. I think that's what that is definitely one of the things that I have found to be true of myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure where it came from or how I've always been kind of a positive person. Mm -hmm. But ever since I made up my mind, I was going to help others. I was going to create this business Mm -hmm. and I was going to write a book that would help people think about where they wanted to go. Mm -hmm. There has been a lightness of who I am Mm -hmm. and a knowledge somewhere deep inside of me that this is happening. Right. That, you know. And, you know, it's, it, it, the other thing that ties into that is exactly what we were saying. It's who you associate with. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I don't, you know, I don't remember who the credit goes to, but there is that saying that we are kind of the product of the five people we spend the most time with. And so if we are, you know, spending our time, you know, in whatever situation with people who are gloom and doom and nasty and snarky, then we just are gloom and doom and snarky and nasty. Um, you know, and, and so then when we make the decision to transition into more positive friends, you know, and sometimes that's hard. I mean, sometimes that does mean a divorce. Sometimes it means changing jobs, you know, all of those various things. But it, it, it is something that I think so many people need to really stop and think about. You know, who am I associating with? And, and it's funny, before the program, we were talking about social media and the fact that, you know, holy schmoly, there are points in time where I just don't want to go on Facebook at all because it's the sky is falling, the sky is falling, horrible and awful. And, you know, and I just, I can't surround myself with that, you know, because I am in healing mode. But I think everybody kind of always needs to think that. We're healing our souls. You are 100% correct. Whether we're trying to heal our body Mm -hmm. from an illness that's invaded it, Mm -hmm. or whether we are trying to move forward, make changes, it is, we are always healing. We are, here's, here's the thing. Life 
is a process, mm -hmm. not a destination. Right. If you reach the destination, you're dead. Right. Yeah, that that is. And who knows what goes beyond that, right? right. So it is. It, it life is meant to change. It is meant for us to grow and become the best we can possibly be, mm -hmm. whatever that is. Right. Uh, and and that's that's the key. That's where I like being. That's what I like talking. That's where I get the best feel good for me. Mm -hmm. And and what I've found is ever since I have made that change also, I have been attracting those kinds of people to me. Mm -hmm. I have I've always lived in a male world. Right. You were in the financial Most, world. I was in the financial world and even before that, I was married previously and I, he, he had, we had an old, our own company. Mm -hmm. So everything was male dominated there. Mm -hmm. And so I've grown up in this. And for some reason, I've always been more in a male group than a female group. Mm -hmm. And since this, I've been reinventing myself, since I've been making this change, I have started attracting more positive, high powered, spirited, intelligent women that I've never even realized was out there and available to me. So my whole concept of my world has done a flip. Not to, That's not to say that I don't have the male in what I'm doing because I, that is, I do. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of very positive guys out mm -hmm. there and they're really fun and I thoroughly enjoy them. But, for the first time in my life, I am really enjoying having a lot of female company. Mm -hmm. but and, and that softer energy mm -hmm. that we have a tendency to give out, that more nurturing right. energy. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how much my soul wanted that mm -hmm. and needed that. So as I'm giving to them, they're giving back to me and we're growing together. And that's been really exciting. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the things that I'm starting to put together right now is a group of women. And, and for those women that are, are out there listening to this, um, I'm putting a group of women together that are, I'm calling it my mastermind group. Mm -hmm. And we are all professional women mm -hmm. that want to help each other and grow. And it is a, a group that we're going to start meeting once a month. Mm -hmm. And just empowering each other as opposed to going to a networking group where everybody is out there. Yes, they want to help you, but it's not that nurturing help that right. you get. From and networking a is to sell. Yeah. Yes. Networking is very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I never really knew I could do. <laughs> I'm, I'm really more of an introvert. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, that too has changed. I've become a more of an extrovert. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing once you start opening your mind and your heart to being who you are mm -hmm. and letting that that soul within you start coming out. Mm -hmm. You find that who you were, that story that you had created mm -hmm. about yourself that you believed others needed to see you to be mm -hmm. 
is no longer true. You find that you can come out and be the whole person you've always thought you could be but never wanted to admit. Mm-hmm. And the more you let out, the better you feel, but also the more uh, types of those kinds of people or the kinds of people that you need in your life that you start attracting. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing. It's absolutely, totally amazing. My life is completely turned upside down. I bet. Well, Elizabeth, when you're working with someone, and you do coaching as well as, as speaking, but when you're working with someone, I mean, this is this can also be an extremely fearful process, terrifying, maybe in, in yes. some cases. Yes. How do you work with someone to get them past that fear point? It's a process. And uh, just to, to say briefly, one of the things that I do a free consultation. The first meeting that we have is it is important to me that we have a connection. Right. Because and this is a, a detailed type of, of work, not like you said, it's not a quick process. No, it's not a quick process. But I want you to, to feel comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. So it's much like you and I have been talking, but I asked my clients at the very beginning, I said, What do you and, and I think I said this earlier, what are three things you want more in your life? Why do you not have them? And what would it look like? And in talking about this, mm-hmm. you start to discover what the real fear is. Right. It, it comes out. Mm-hmm. So if they continue to stay with me, we do um, a very extensive personal history because you have to know where you're coming from. Also, there is new science showing that where you come from especially if your your ancestors up to three generations, I think it is, went through some trauma oh. right in the, the, like the last three or four months before your birth, mm-hmm. you will, there's, there's something that attaches to the DNA. There's yeah, a long side. Negative energy. Yeah. It actually attaches hmm. to the DNA and is brought to you. Uh, you inherit that. Mm-hmm. We know we inherit, you know, our eyes, our body, right. all that kind of stuff. But now we are, they're showing that we inherit up to three generations back some of their fears. Hmm. Interesting. So it's it's important that you go back, look at that. Mm-hmm. It's just briefly on that. My mother, my mother was German. Mm-hmm. She grew up, uh, her father was in World War One mm-hmm. and World War Two. Mm-hmm. My mother was actually drafted by the German military. Oh. So she's had a lot of experiences. But one thing she always told me, she said she was really afraid the Russians were going to come get her. Mm-hmm. And I've just now connected that back to the fact that my grandfather, her father mm-hmm. in World War One was shot on the Russian front and had to make his belly back home. Ah, so that that really had embedded in her yes. psyche. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So w- it's important you go back and look at what happened mm-hmm. just to get your story straight, not mm-hmm. to really change anything. Then we start looking at um, your four 
body systems, your emotions, your mental, your spiritual, and your physical, mm-hmm. and figure out where you are at those. We talk about uh, limiting behaviors. We talk about changing emotions. We talk about what your fears are and which ones are you comfortable. I am one, two of the most positive things I think anybody can do for themselves. One is meditation. Mm-hmm. And there's, there is so much showing up uh, on the scientific front showing that it not only helps the brain reduce stress, uh, it's just, it lets you find out who you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much a pro of meditation and also of journaling. Mm-hmm. And um, I do a couple different kinds of journaling and recommend that sort of thing. I like to work with a person a minimum of three solid weeks. Okay. And then see where we go from there. Mm-hmm. Because lots of times then that person can go into a group um, like a mastermind group, oh, okay. mm-hmm. where they will have support. Mm-hmm. I lead the group, but they have the support from other people and really get to understand that they're not the only one going through this, mm-hmm. which is something they can't just get from me. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, those are kinds of things. We, we talk more in detail about science and quantum physics and energy um, to bring that sort of thing and get an understanding of all the stuff that does affect us. Mm-hmm. When I grew up, <laughs> we were told, you know, back in the 70s, it was like, okay, you're going to sit and meditate or do yoga, and that's all woo-woo stuff. Yes, you're um, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, most of us don't want to sit there and do um for a right, long time right. either. And I mean, we're cross like that. There you go. Mine don't either anymore. <laughs> But there, the thing of it is, what started back then and what was beginning back then, now we have scientific proof to say, yes, this stuff does work. Mm-hmm. And if you start making a change in your thought process, just your thought process linked with your emotions, you're going to be able to change everything and get what you want. Mm-hmm. The, the key, though, is it's finding out what you want. Right. And that's why I asked the three questions mm-hmm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you can start developing some clarity as to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So often, we know what we don't want. Right. And that doesn't help us get where we want. Mm-hmm. The trick is taking what we don't want and reframing that into what we do want Mm -hmm. and then following that passion, that dream, allowing ourselves to get there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of it. And that's really kind of a a lot of what my book states. Okay. It really does give you a blueprint of exactly what we're talking about. And, Mm -hmm. and what's so cool, I think I love books. I've, I've always read and I, I pick up books by other authors that talk about self-help and because then it gives me an idea of what else I might want to incorporate. Right. If we are open to what other people are saying and it's mm-hmm. good stuff and it resonates with us, then we grow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what my book will do for people also because I also have in there 
kind of an outline of things to follow bit by bit. Okay. And and one of the keys to remember, and this is where I'm I struggle. We are we have been brought up, at least I have been brought up in a society, the US of A, mm-hmm. we want everything now. Right. And if we have to wait for it, it's not good enough, which mm-hmm. is probably why so many people are in debt because you don't want to wait. Mm-hmm. You want it now. Right. And and one of the things that I have learned and I really stress in the book is take your time. It doesn't have to happen tomorrow. If you make one baby step today, it will lead to a bigger step tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then you follow that path. And and that truly is the way to get to it. Mm-hmm. As if you what I find happens if you try to make if you push it or if you try to make it happen too fast, you will either get burned out. Mm-hmm. You'll quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you will be so unhappy with yourself that you'll never you won't do it again for a very long time. But if, if ever. you mm-hmm. if ever, mm-hmm. but if you take the process and and understand and make a commitment within yourself, mm-hmm. um, write it down. Mm-hmm. There are it is so true that when you keep a journal and write the stuff down of what you want and do that on a daily basis. Then you can go back and say, oh, here's where I was a month ago, and look where I am today. Right. And some of that changes, and some of it doesn't. But oh. it's, it's the path. It's right. the path. Now, uh, to go, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place because all, right. all these things are coming into uh-huh. me. One of the things, too, that, that you mentioned earlier about me is that I have a master's certification in NLP. Mm-hmm. That coupled with my um, life's uh, coaching certification, mm-hmm. my my trainer was very much into uh, NLP. So we have a lot of the processes that come out of NLP that have been refined mm-hmm. to be much more gentle. Mm-hmm. I work a lot on timeline. Mm-hmm with visualization processes that take you back. And we were talking earlier about the fact that some of this stuff has been left on your DNA, could be three generations back. Mm -hmm. I work with a process that will allow you to visually um, go back in time and erase those things. Mm. Interesting. So... um, that, along with some other powerful NLP processes that are more kind of visualization, a little mild hypnosis type stuff that mm-hmm. lets you get more focused and understand where you want to go, bring those tools back in so that you can incorporate those. Mm-hmm. So the combination of those two can help a person really move forward. If they want to move a little bit faster, those kinds of things can help. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think people need to, to remember, too, that it's okay to take some steps backward. Uh-huh. You know, we're not perfect. You know, we like to think we are. But, you know, you'll, and maybe it's not so much stepping backwards, maybe taking a different path. Yes. Or, you know, some things like that. And, and, and I think that's, you know, you mentioned people wanting to go from A to Z and skip everything in between. You know, then when things don't work out, we do think, well, we can't do this at all. You know, but as we go A, 
to B to C. And then we're like, oh, okay, well, maybe we'll skip E and F and go to G because G is a different way. Then it's okay. Um, but it's it's when we try and make those big leaps that we get disappointed. When well, this doesn't work, you know, we turn into six-year-olds. Um, <laughs> and, and it is, you're always like, well, this didn't work, you know, so I'm not going to do it again. And, yeah. and it was because we weren't realistic to start with. That's absolutely true. And, and I think reframing that thought, too, that... It's not really, if you do that, it's not really failure. Right. It's just an opportunity, like you said, to take mm-hmm. a different path. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that path, there's nobody, no one but yourself stops you from changing and going a different way. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is within our power. Right. A kind, you know, kind of along those lines, though, are the people around you who may be very comfortable with where you are. Whether it's as an employee, um, as a spouse, a partner, a parent, whatever, they like you in that role. And, and, you know, whatever it is, you know, they, and so how do you deal with them? And, and yes, in some cases it does mean totally removing them, but how do you deal with the people who are like, but, 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 but Elizabeth, I like you where you are. Why would you want to change? That's the process. That is the process of not going from A to Z at one time and, and, and making um, a change that is so abrupt mm-hmm. that, it, that you're changed too. Everything has to be congruent. Mm-hmm. You have to be congruent in, within yourself to understand where you're coming from and thereby address others and let them know that in a gentle way. Right. As opposed to a confrontation, if you don't make this change, I'm going to leave you. Mm-hmm. Well, what are the other options and where's that other pe- person coming from? Mm-hmm. So it's learning how to deal with that. But the first thing to do is deal with your fear of saying something to that person and when you begin to deal with that fear and can reframe that into a positive way you'll find that the others that you thought were going to be against your making a change more often than not are very much in your corner and understand it took a while I I mean when I started this change, my husband expected me to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Number one, I did my work, I brought in money, and I traveled with him. But when he started to understand why I was making the change mm-hmm. and what it meant to me, and I was open with him, he was open with me. Mm-hmm. It took a while. That's why I'm saying it's a process. Mm-hmm. This this whole change that I went through was, uh, well, I'm still going through it, but right. the major part of the change that I did, once I decided I was changing, took nine months. Mm-hmm. The birth of me. Right. <laughs> you know? but, it, but it did. And in that slowness of that change, in that daily movement, our communication, my husband and mine, changed Mm -hmm. 
And he began to understand where I needed to be and what I needed to do so that when I really said, okay, my recruiting business is shut down, I'm opening this coaching business, he was on board. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't say that's going to happen with everyone. Right. But for me, it did. Now, if I would have just said, look, dude, whether you like it or not, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You would have got uh, a heck of a lot of pushback. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it, whatever changes you're making has to fit in your world, mm -hmm. too. It has to be congruent with your partner, mm -hmm. your spouse, with your children, with your, your, your job, with your people surrounding you, the people that are important to you. Mm -hmm. Number one, when you come from your soul, from who you are, and you do it honestly, mm -hmm. and honest takes in being aware of others and being kind and being gentle, then you find that all that push back that you might have expected is very much softened. Mm -hmm. It's there at all. Right. And, and then the opportunities start coming to you. Mm -hmm. Right. You're, you're not telling them, hey, you're a jerk. You need to change your behavior. No. You're saying, you know, here might be a better way for us to do this. Yes. And, you know, and, 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 and I love the, the concept that they also change. Um, they do. You know, and, and in some ways, I mean, it really could be that the change that they don't want to change. I mean, you know, and, and that's fine. And then you have to decide, as my father would say, to fish or cut bait. <laughs> you know? Yes. Do you and keep them in your life or do you keep that job or whatever it is? Yes. But, when you do that cutting off mm -hmm. or deciding that that job is not for you, you're, you find that when you've made that decision and you do it with the congruency of yourself, mm -hmm. knowing that this is much better for you, right. it's, it's, a a, it's, it's not, not only a relief, but it's a much gentler cut. Right. Right. And it's not really a cut. It's more mm -hmm. of a of a parting that, okay, we can still be friends. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what I like about this whole process mm -hmm. is that you're, the anxiety, the, the stress, the hatefulness, mm -hmm. the, the fear, all of that kind of disappears, mm -hmm. believe it or not, and you wake up with this feeling of, wow, I'm in love with life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we all want to be. We want to be in love with life. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Well, one of the things that you talk about um, on your website and in your book is that this can be a group process. Um, you go and you work with companies. And, and I love this concept because, of course, you know, we all should be doing this individually. And again, you know, not when there's a big catalyst. We need to just start thinking through this process now. But I love how you work with companies to help, you know, an entire team, an entire group, an entire department, whatever the heck it is, to really focus better. So talk to us about that because that's not something that we hear a lot of, of talk about. People, you know, they make individual change, but how do you make changes with a group of people? 
<laughs> I know, and, and we don't have nearly enough time to do that. So, in a uh, nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell, what it what I've found happens more than anything else is if you have the head person and whether it's the CEO or whether it's the head of a particular team, mm-hmm. if he gets an understanding of who he is mm-hmm. and what he wants to co- accomplish. A lot of times, I think, a person comes into a job and we have an internal value system that we have grown up with. Mm-hmm. And it tells us X, Y, Z. We may get into a culture in a job that is completely different Mm -hmm. and therefore we're not going to do well. Mm -hmm. And so you have a team leader that may have part of his team doing really good and part of his team doing really bad. Mm -hmm. And it's understanding that value system that each person has and Mm -hmm. is it congruent with the company value system. Mm -hmm. Example, let's say that you have someone who has been brought up and has a value system that they need to be home with their family in the evening. Okay. Okay. Let's say they have a company they work for that has cut working people back Uh, the number of people at work, Mm -hmm. and now that they find themselves, they're working 60, 70 hours a week. Right. Lots of overtime. overtime And they're not home. Well, the money is great. Mm -hmm. So he might be, that person may be fighting two values, Mm -hmm. not just the fact that he needs to be home, but he's got a conflicting value that says, I need to make money. Right. And look, we're making more. And That's right. So you're going to have a clash at home because he's not there and because of what he keeps telling. And unless they're really in good communication to each other, there will be clash. And then he's having this other thing that he's dealing with, this other thought that he's dealing with at work. Like, okay, I'm making more money, but I really need to be home. And, and he's being pulled. So it's becoming aware of that, and how do you make that change? Yeah, he may have to give up that job. Or if the team lead believes this person is really dynamic and doesn't want to lose him, then they need to have a conversation and figure out, well, how are we going to make this work for both of us? Well, and in many cases, especially in a situation like that, everybody is feeling that push and that Uh pressure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and so then you come together as a team and it's like, okay, how do we solve this? How do we make it better? You know, and, and, and you've probably been told, hey, we're not going to hire anybody else. So it's, okay, are there new processes we can implement? You know, uh, what are the ways that we can make it so that we only work one night a, a week or two or we, we ch- you know, we can work from home? You know, all these various things. And then it comes down to, you know, that old saying, two heads are better than one. Well, what if you've got 10, 20, you know, however many people saying, let's let's fix this so that it works better for all of us. Exactly. The key here is being aware of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's aware of 
what are your team what is your team thinking and feeling um, it's a, a team lead being willing to take the responsibility and not right. feeling the push from above him mm-hmm. so really it really does start with the CEO of the company mm-hmm. understanding what his role is and how does he impact his team leads who then impact the team right. what is flowing down from the top you can't fix it from the fiddle, from the middleman no. it has to be fixed at the top mm-hmm. and oftentimes it's it really is awareness mm-hmm. of what needs to be done and then implementing that mm-hmm. right because CEOs or department managers whoever they don't want to know things aren't working right especially if things are getting done <laughs> you know, they, yes. they don't care you know, you met your deadline. Okay, that's all I care about. And and this is where we need to change the culture of how we, as a country, I think, mm-hmm. not just an organization, how we function. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into politics on that, but if we don't get a gentler hand, right. oh, um, mm-hmm. I mean, look where we're going. Mm-hmm. It it just doesn't work. Everything falls apart. We have to have that communication mm-hmm. right. with within within the organization, within everything that piles up on top. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Elizabeth, oh my gosh, we are out of time, and this has been so much fun. I I love this, and and I can't wait to get a copy of your book. Um, it will be coming out in October. So again, it's called Reinvent. Rediscover your passion, refuel your purpose, reset your life. I'm assuming people can get it on Amazon. It will be on Amazon. It okay. will, yes. So you can get that either a printed copy or an Amazon. It will also be available on my website. In fact, okay. I'm within the next, I think, two weeks. There will be a, um, a, a little box up there where you can actually pre-purchase the book. Okay. And tell us your website and how we can connect with you online. Okay. My website is Mm BreakthroughYourWay.com. My email address is Elizabeth at BreakthroughYourWay.com. I have a Facebook page that is Breakthrough Your Way. So I'm kind of consistent in that. Pretty easy to. I love it when people brand like that. (laughs) It is. Well, you know, I have been having a fabulous time talking with Elizabeth Renz of break through your way and <clears throat> excuse me I got, I got all choked up about it you know it, it really has been a fabulous conversation as I said I can't wait to read your book because you know I, I have been going through some transitions so it's it's going to be interesting to read that to think oh okay here's where I need to tweak this tweak that um, you know and, and so I encourage folks whether you're in some type of big change or not this is great information so please check out Elizabeth's information So I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Elizabeth Rents. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.